Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Do you love wrestling podcasts but hate all the ads? Well, you can get all the great podcasts early and ad-free at adfreeshows.com. It only starts at nine bucks a month, but you get exclusive series at adfreeshows.com like Title Chase, Eric Fires Back, Conversations with Conrad, and tons more, and a chance to interact with your favorite podcast hosts every month. See for yourself why thousands of other wrestling fans say adfreeshows.com is the best value in wrestling. Adfreeshows.com. Are you feeling stuck making minimum payments on your credit card debt? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Get rid of your credit card debt and lower your monthly payments right now at savewithconrad.com. Recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to Arn. And of course, we couldn't do it without the Hall of Famer, the creator of the Spinebuster, the founder of the Four Horsemen. He is the enforcer. He's double A, Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you, man? I'm doing great, my friend. We're, I have missed you. I'm glad to be back. So excited to be back with you. And uh, we're going to be talking about all things 1988 today. We're talking about June of 88. Uh, and there's so much going on. We got the second clash of the champions taking place, the start of the Great American Bash Tour. At this point, have you and Tully started to, I don't know, talk about your displeasure or your, I don't know, uh, discomfort with the way the company's going or, or maybe the pay specifically? Well, we're happy that we have Barry Wyndham. Yeah. That is new and fresh. And uh, that that pretty much was consuming the conversation, consuming our thoughts. It was so new and fresh. That was the topic of the day more than anything. And we were making money. I uh, 
I love that version of the four horsemen, you know, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, Ric Flair, and Barry Windham, no disrespect whatsoever to the Lex Lugers of the world or, uh, the Ole Andersons. And I know a lot of friends of mine, especially Dick Bourne from MidAtlanticGateway.com. He prefers the original, no doubt Ole brought something different, but Barry Windham at that point, man, I just don't think people talk about his talent enough. I mean, these days, everybody's celebrating Randy Orton and, and, and certainly he deserves all the praise, but like the Randy Orton of back then to me is Barry Windham. He was a natural, right? Yeah. You never had to even think about is Barry going to be where I need him to be. Is Barry going to do what I need him to do. There's things that go on when you have top guys in a match that, you know, there's just a look. That's the only communication you have, and you know what the other guy means or what he wants. And we knew, beyond a shadow of a doubt, Barry Wyndham was going to be right there. And uh, it just gave us a whole new feel. The uh, the next thing that we should talk about is how your month really gets starts off or started. It's uh, June 3rd, Richmond, Virginia. You and Tully are going to lose by DQ to Sting and Nikita. And it's sort of a preview of the Great American Bash pay-per-view uh, the next month. But we're just a, a few months removed from Sting being made, if you will, at the Clash of the Champions. Could you see a difference in the way the fans were receiving him sort of before and after that match? Well, the reality is Rick brought the best out of him. And during that match, if it's able, if you're able to be built in one match, that's about what happened. And they had never seen they be in the audience. Sting put in that situation to go as long as he did, as competitively as he did, and, you know, show all of his, his uh, wares and, and talents. It's a, uh... It's interesting to go back and look at these humble beginnings. You know, we know Sting is going to become this superstar, but I mean, here he's just trying to to make a name for himself with the fans. Uh, the next day we're in Atlanta for TV. You and Tully are going to defeat, uh, uh, Robbie and Rick, a couple of enhancement guys in a squash match. And then we have this classic promo from the horseman. We're hyping up clash of the champions this Wednesday in Miami and they're billing it Miami mayhem. Let's take a listen to this, uh, Pretty fun promo from way back when. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the four horses, the world tag team champions, the U.S. heavyweight champions, world champion, you name it, you got it. That's true, and you can see my boys, they're all geared up for the match. We got some things to take care of first. This Friday in Houston, barbed wire around the ring, but you're talking about a native Texan and a double tough Texan in Tully Blanchard. The nature boy's been down in St. Martin at the Pelican Resort all week just as a warm-up to his big match coming up on the 13th right in St. Martin. Next day in St. Thomas on the 14th, the champ will be there. Barry Windham will be there. And we're just really building up the momentum is what it comes down to for the bash starting in Orlando on Sunday the 26th. All right, listen, besides that, you've got the night center, right? Wednesday, 805. You know, David Crockett, everybody wants to come out here and talk about bash this, bash that. You've got to take first things first. Wednesday night, 8.05, on the Superstation from Miami, Miami Mayhem. you got Sting and the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, trying to take this from Arn and Tully. Well, my friends, you got four days. Prepare yourself mentally, physically, whatever you can do. Paint up a little extra Sting. Put a little bit on Dusty to make an improvement. But you set foot in Miami, and you come after these, and we'll find out who the baddest of the bad are. 
They were talking, I'm gonna wrap this thing up in perspective. It's only I can do. You take the great American bashes, you wanna have a lot of hoopla about cages, you wanna stack them three deep, you wanna call war games, you wanna have double blue ropes, it all comes down to one thing. It's man against man, man against his brother, it's called double war. A lot of people, a lot of philosophers do what they like to say. These are in times. Men are turning against their sons, sons against their fathers. People are looking for something out there to re-enrich their life. Well, gentlemen, on the great American bashes 1988, it's a time for the horsemen to shine. You see, we manifest all our glory in what they call professional wrestling. There is no entertainment in it. There is no Hollywood in it. What it is, is world champions defending their title like we only can when we are an Irishman, the elite of this business. I love it. Great stuff. Uh, Clash of the Champions, man. The first one was so successful. Did you have reservations about whether or not you could replicate that success? Were you still pumped about this Clash 2? What were you thinking about that? Yeah, we're just excited on this newfound momentum that we had. You know, and it was just starting to, it felt like when Ole was firmly planted with us the first go around and we were all together and it was clear this group of guys now had a new moniker, the Four Horsemen. Now with Barry Wyndham firmly in place and seeing what that brought to the table, man, we were all excited. It made our job effortless. It really did. I wanted to ask, uh, as we watch that video back and we're going to have some clips up on uh, social media over at the orange show, but buddy, your hair right there was looking extra blonde and your old pal, Tony Schiavone has said that back in the day, he used to use a product called sun in that something Aaron found. Yeah. Yeah. I knew about sun in <laughs> also knew there was some danger there. If it, if you had the wrong hair color, it could turn it red. Now me being suddenly redheaded probably would not have been a good thing. So here was the cheap substitute. Keep in mind, I was still a little thrifty in this point in time. Take a lemon, cut it in half and squeeze it on your head. It will make your hair blonde. Wait a minute. What we just saw was you with lemon heads. Lemon head. How about that? You did not know about this? No, I didn't know that Arn Anderson, the biggest badass in the history of professional wrestling, the enforcer, the creator of the spine buster, the founder of the four horsemen would cut up sweet tea garnish and squeeze it over his head. Yeah. How about that? Now, hey, you know that I, in those days, I was a sun freak. You sure. know that. Love sure. that sun. I'm going to be by somebody's pool, not mine, because once again, I'm too cheap to put one in. Uh, but I'm going to be by somebody's pool, and I'm going to be out there greased up like a big terrapin turtle. Why not just go ahead and go all the way out and just squeeze a lemon on your head, and there you have it. I'll be darned. So how about that? You never know what you're going to find out here on the orange show folks. Uh, well, it's going to be you and Tully, uh, as you heard, there, taking on dusty and sting, uh, in the main event, uh, of the, of the show. But before we get there, you and the rest of the horsemen have an issue where you're challenging a five on one beat down. Uh, well, 
let's take a listen to this because this is one of my favorite moments. This is from clash two. And I don't know why I remember this so well. I wasn't even watching uh, live at the time. I didn't become a wrestling fan until much later that year. I shouldn't say much later, a handful of months after this, I was a wrestling fan, but going back and watching this, I've probably seen this clip. I don't know, 15 times. Uh, here, here it goes. Once again, uh, the horsemen have a little surprise in store. Let's take a listen. And we're going to try to have a few words with a total package, ladies and gentlemen. Without a doubt, he has the opportunity to make wrestling history on Sunday, July the 10th at the Baltimore Arena. Lex- hey, come on. Hey, come on. Get some help out here. Come on. see uh, at the night center there in Miami, this is clash of the champions Two. Lex Luger pulls up and that limo hops out wearing all white. And then what do you know? The horsemen issue a beat down. Everybody's in a tuxedo except for Barry Windham. And if you've done a horseman meet and greet in the last 10 years, that's probably not a surprise that Barry's the only one who didn't get dressed up. But what do you remember about that moment? Lex got weenie dogged. Yes, he did. You know what weenie dog is, don't you? I, I, uh, I've heard JJ Dillon tell the story that this was one of those moments where Lex Luger was still relatively new in his wrestling career and had not yet ever done the honors of, uh, I believe the phrase is getting color. And if we have a white suit and a white tuxedo and a white shirt, and a beat down in a parking lot from the horseman. Well, it probably makes sense that it calls for that. And you now with the benefit of knowing what I'm looking at, I believe JJ was asked, would you mind helping him out? So he went over and helped him out and well, the beat down continued, but this is a, a big moment for horseman history. And certainly for Lex Luger here, is it not? Well, I'm sure JJ was happy to comply. Sure. I was certainly glad to do my part to pound a knot in Luger's ass at that particular <laughs> point. That was one of those points in time that people, like you said, you weren't firmly entrenched as a fan yet, but you remember that. I do. It's one of those 10 things that, you know, when we do these signings and stuff and and just, you know, talking to wrestling fans, you know, in general, that's one of those things they remember. Hey, you remember when you beat up Luger? I remember when we went back to, you know, that particular building, the Knight Center with AEW, not too far back for the first time. Brought a lot of memories back. Yeah, that would have been the first time, you know, I would have been back there since we did that. It was just, it was one of those things that you knew you were going to get a lot of mileage out of. <clears throat> you were going to get some heat. 
uh, because, you know, the fans were starting to gravitate to Lex. Uh, and it was just one of those things that, that stood out. It was an old-fashioned mugging, and uh, people remember it. Was Luger happy it was over? Was he, ha- I mean, just talk me through, because, again, I think sometimes we just assume when we talk about Lex Luger, well, here's this grizzled veteran, and certainly he became that. But in this era, man, he's still a little uh, little green, right? Green, pretty, worried about, his, worried about his looks. All that. You know, uh, hair had to be right, collar had to be flipped up, perfectly color contoured on his outfit. I mean, you know, Lex had his shit together as far as his presentation of the total package, that's for sure. And I'm sure he did not like the, you know, there's there's an old saying we have in the business, hey, you know, grit your teeth, mate, grit your teeth. Sometimes you got to bring it a little more than you normally do. And that was one of those cases where we all had to bring it. And it was one of those, if I'm Lex Luger, I'm knowing this is going to be snug and it's going to be violent. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. So you just apologize whenever you can and uh, you do what you got to do. Those are the kind of things where that camera is right on top of you. And that is as close. Those type beat downs are as close to being 100% legitimate as you could possibly be in our business. Do you know when you're doing a segment like that, because we've talked about a handful of them here, you know, when, when you guys attack dusty in the parking lot and things like that, do you know when you do it? Like as soon as it's done, Hey man, that was special. Or does it just feel like another day? No, you know, they can't all have that because it's a funny thing, Conrad, you, you have, when it suddenly sinks in to people that, Hey, there's five guys pounding on this one guy and it goes from excitement and screaming to, Hey, wait a minute, Jesus Christ, there's five of them. This guy don't have a chance. Then they start to get mad Then they start to get nauseous and they get quiet. And it's when the audience goes from screaming their lungs out to realizing he's not going to get out of this. This is going to end badly. When they get quiet, that's when it gets dangerous because that's where the pocket knives come out. Mm. That's where the batteries start getting thrown from the upper deck. You know, that's when all the bad stuff. So when a crowd gets quiet, start looking around because somebody's coming over the rail. Well, you guys were creating magic there. I'm curious. Was that recorded the night before or earlier in the night? It's dark. So it just feels like it would have been the night before. Uh, You know what? I I don't know. I want to add some context. Of course, flair was, was talking a little trash there. The idea is the great American bash that everybody's been plugging on TV is Luger versus flair. So that's the reason Luger's out of horseman duty. And now of course the horsemen are trying to weaken him up before the show. Uh, but let's look at the ending of your match with sting and dusty. Again, this is Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard taking on dusty roads and sting from June 8th, 1988 clash of the champions from Miami. Just to add some context, it's going to go to a double DQ after 11 minutes. Uh, the referee, Teddy Long, was pushed around by both teams. Wyndham and Flair are going to get involved. The horsemen are going to leave the show looking 
as powerful as ever. Meltzer gives it three and a quarter stars. This is a big match on primetime national television. This is the finish, a big, hot finish. Uh, you got 2,400 fans there. It does a 4.8 rating on TV. This is, uh, gotta be feeling like, Hey man, we're on the right track, right? Absolutely. And you know, the, one of the, the things that are kind of underneath the surface that if you know, you know, if you don't, Dusty Rhodes was as big a star in Florida mm-hmm. as there's ever been. And it just seems like, you know, if you put Sting with him, Sting's going to get a huge rub because Dusty was in Florida all those years and he was just legendary. I would say he was hotter in Florida than any place else on earth. And it just helped for the excitement. The fans loved him. They'd grown up on him. Generations of fans had grown up on him. And it was just one of those things that anytime you were his partner, it gave you a special rub. And, uh, you know, it just felt like, okay, we got away with it tonight. We went off the air at 4.8. That's a bunch of households. It is. Um, Just by comparison, though, because, listen, creatively, this feels really, really strong. But as far as the business goes, your prior crowd in Miami, which was a month prior, May 10th, you had more fans there, 2,943, your prior clash, which again was a different animal. It was the first time you'd have done it. So, and it was sting and flare. I get it. That did a 5.8 rating. So we're, we're down a whole point on TV. We're down a few hundred tickets in the scheme of things. Not a big deal. But I only bring that up because this is a 6,000 seat arena. As we said, AEW runs it to this day, but there's only 2,400 there. Is this uh, mixed emotions where it feels like, Hey man, we're hitting our stride creatively. And this is good stuff. Unfortunately, the fans maybe aren't with it. What day of the month? Uh, the eighth of June, June. You know what happens right at that particular time? And then. We make excuses a lot of times, and the answer sure. is sometimes they just didn't want to see it. That's, that's why right. they weren't there. June 8th is when all the kids are getting out of school. Yeah, that's accurate. Going on vacation. And this is one of those things that's like the first weekend of September. You always realize, <clears throat> we're not going to do much business these first couple of weeks of September because, you know, parents have got to make a decision. Do we go to wrestling matches or we buy school clothes? That's right. And that's a very real thing. Same thing with the first week in June. People are going on family vacations and all that. Wrestling seems to have always notoriously taken a slight dip. Now, it just so happens that Florida is a vacation. Hub. Yeah. Hub. That's exactly right, especially Miami. Oh, yeah. So, you know, that could have been one of the reasons. And uh, who knows? You know, the fact is. It looked good on TV. What we did and put on TV, the content was good. And, uh, you know, you'll, it'll take you a month to know if your dividends paid off, but, uh, we'll see. I want to take a time out right here in sidebar and just get your opinion about something, Orin, because it feels as if there's been some discussion over the years from guys like Ole Anderson, who would say things like, uh, you know, you can only do so much and then you've seen it all. And once upon a time, TV was really just designed to help sell tickets to the live event. So you didn't see a lot of clean finishes. If you saw 
you know, top stars with each other, but more importantly, you usually just saw promos talking about what I'm going to do with the live event this weekend and what have you. And then our stars working with enhancement talent, but here we're giving away really what would normally happen at a live event on free TV. Do you think that hurts? I mean, because the, the idea is, yeah, I could go down and buy a ticket and see it, or I could just sit at home and watch for free. Well, let's say you took that same match and a week later you put it in a house show. If I had just watched it on television, that might, you know, uh, sway me one way or the other. If I'm going to spend a couple, 300 bucks and take wife and the kids or three or four of my buddies or whatever the deal is going to be and go to that show a week later and see exactly what I saw on television. So I think there's extenuating circumstances. You could, you could go either way with it. I think. Well, let me something you don't want to go either way with. Of course, I'm talking about our friends at blue chew boys. It's time to dig yourself out of that winter hibernation. Spring is here and it's time to get sprung with blue chew. That's right. This episode sponsored by blue chew and guys. Confidence can take you far in life. It can also help you in the bedroom when it comes time to, uh, step up to the plate. And that's where blue chew gets the hot tag. You see blue chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as both Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost, you can take these dudes anytime day or night. So you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises or run in, if you will. And the process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And then once you're approved, man, you'll receive your prescription within days. And here's the best part. It's all done online. So that means no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And of course, blue Chew's tablets are made right here in the USA. The good old red, white, and blue chew It's prepared and shipped directly to your door, all in a discreet package, but there won't be that much discreet about your package. We're talking spine busters in tablet form. You got to get on the program here. So if you could benefit from extra confidence, when it's time to perform blue chew can help. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try blue chew for free. When you use our promo code ARN at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com. The promo code is ARN and you receive your first month for free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank bluechew for sponsoring the podcast. ARN and sponsors like bluechew who've been with us from the beginning that allow us to bring our, our listeners this show every single week, right? Hold it. Are you telling me you get the benefit of a white knuckle boner for free? You do. You can chase the missus around the house for free. Yes, sir. God damn. <laughs> That's outstanding. Bluetooth.com boys and girls use that promo code a R N Arn and uh, do some spine busters of your own. Uh, and look, mom, no hands. You'll figure it out. Bluetooth.com. The promo code is Arn. And, uh, boy, let's get back on track before we get ourselves in trouble. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. 
Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Uh, you, uh, you go to June 9th. <laughs> We're in Tallahassee, Florida. This time it's you and Tully up against Sting, now teaming with Dr. Death Steve Williams. Now, that's a name we don't talk a lot about. Uh, what do you think of Doc's work? I was afraid to have a comment about Doc one way or the other. You know, he, he got better. Doc started, uh, this is a trivia a note, exactly the same time I did with Bill Watts. Okay. He graduated college, football, wrestling, and I was just getting started, and Bill, Bill Watts brought him up. So I was kind of on a parallel uh, as far as development in our career and all that doc turned out to be pretty damn good hand. It helped him quite a bit. I think being partners with Gordy going to Japan, learning not just to be the biggest, baddest son bitch in the building and not go down. That's not what they want in Japan. And that's not what American audiences want either. You know, if a big guy doc size and he went from being probably 330 pounds down to about 300 pounds, but it had a whole different look, you know, his body just, just changed. And, uh, he was just a natural beast. Anyway, he had unlimited potential. He really did. And, and a funny guy, a good guy to be around really was was great in the locker room. Do you have any, um, any favorite matches or moments with him, whether it's inside the ring, outside the ring, a funny rib, a funny traveling story, any little story you can share with us about him? Well, just the the thing that, you know, at that time, you know, I got up around uh, 265. I was somewhere. I was a pretty healthy guy myself. And one of the first times that I uh, worked with him, he just pretty much snatched me up and pressed me 10 times effortlessly. That, that's, that's pretty strong. Yeah. You know, and it was literally bang, 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 bang. When a guy does you like that, and I've had Ron Simmons and just, uh, there's only been a couple of people over the, you know, 40 years that have made me feel like a baby in their arms. Doc was one of those guys. And he just, he just had this uncanny, unbelievable strength. And, uh, and he was just really athletic too. You know, you would think a guy that looked like that with his background would have the mindset that I'm just going to kind of amble around in here like a lot of big guys used to do in the past and not do much and knock everybody else down. And, you know, Doc Doc moved. Doc could move in that ring. And I saw him work with Rick Steiner, you know, a few times. That was a curtain sellout. Yeah. You could imagine, right? Sure. And we and we knew Doc was going to mess with him, you know, as far as with some amateur stuff. And that, for the boys, that's always a – you know, a big deal when you got two shooters out there and, you know, they dick around a little bit. It was like Kurt Angle and, you know, Brock Lesnar. Anytime you saw them even step in the ring, even if they weren't in the ring to do anything with each other, like during the afternoon, it was like everything would shut down and you would just kind of look and go, hey, what's going on up there? Anything? And most times it was nothing. But it was the doc was just, uh, he was a beast. 
You mentioned Rick Steiner. Something popped up recently. I want to get your opinion on or just ask because you were there. Uh, but there was a story on some website, and I forget the name off the top of my head, but I, I recently heard Conan talking about it on his podcast with uh, Disco Inferno. And of course, they were both in WCW alongside you. But there was a story that's come out in recent years that I guess is gaining a little momentum. That once upon a time, Norman Smiley and, and Rick Steiner had a dust up that Rick didn't come out on the better end of. And Conan completely shut that down as did disco and said, I never heard that. And if that would have happened to WCW, as it allegedly did, we all would have heard about that. You ever hear about that? No, you know what? I, I have to agree with them. That's one of those that would have lived in infamy. It's amazing to me that, you know, where does that stuff come from? Like if all of you guys were there and I mean, listen, we've told stories on here before about backstage dust ups and what have you, and it's part of the business, but. If y'all were all there and say it didn't happen, it's like, as if somebody just straight made it up. Well, you know, it, it could have occurred in a match where it appeared to the naked eye that maybe somebody is trying to take a liberty with somebody and you had a little scuffle and the guy that you thought was going to come out on top didn't. Right. Not saying that happened in this situation, because I feel like I would know that story. Yeah, I'm sure you would. And, and, you know, Norman Smiley's, you know, is always heard he was a shooter, but yeah, not a pushover from what I hear. Yeah. But he's such a sweetheart. Nobody ever messed with, with Norman, you yeah. know, it, it would have got heat with all the rest of the guys in the locker room. If it would have, you know, uh, but I never heard that story either. So we're going to go ahead and mark that as uh not true. Uh, June 10th, Houston, Texas It's a six man tag with you, Wyndham and flair going to a no contest with Luger, Nikita and Dr. Death. Meanwhile, dusty is working with Tully on top in a barbed wire match. Uh, when Tully is, is put in a position on top, he's usually against dusty and usually in a losing effort. Was that part of Tully's building frustration that whenever he got a sniff at the main event, it was against dusty and he was usually looking at the lights or was that not a factor? No, because he knew he was getting the top payoff. There you you know, it, you know, he was smart. Of, it's when he was put in situations that he felt probably was less than what his skills and his positioning and all would warrant. You know, if you if you suddenly and this is no disrespect to anybody, but if you suddenly put Tully in the third match with a with a guy, you know, a George South or something who I have nothing but respect for just a random. And, and in those days, if we, as we run through these cards and stuff, Conrad, we'll see, uh, Arn Anderson suddenly against Italian stallion or one of the guys that was on the crew, but was just positioned, not on top. You go, wow, that's a little weird. When Tully would get those occasionally, I'm sure, you know, it, it fried him a little bit, but. That's just, uh, that's just his mentality. We've got, uh, some TV shows. They're going to air the weekend of June 11th. And of course, with now uh, clash of the champions in the rear view, we're talking about the great American bash tour and all the multiple war games matches that are going to be coming up. We've got a couple of promos that I'm going to play here. One from pro, and then we'll check back in and we'll, we'll play the one from worldwide. Here's pro that aired on June 11th, 1988. Fans, here we are with the World Tag Team Champions at ringside and James J. Dillon, the four horsemen now, with all of the gold in the corner, James J. Dillon, but the biggest event ever, the Great American Bash just around the corner. Is it an impossible feat? You're going to meet the toughest competition ever. Can they keep it through the bashes? Bob Cottle, that's what the Great American Bash is all about. 
And I've got as bad a case of bass fever as anybody's ever going to get. But like you've already said, half the battle is getting there, and we're sure there in terms of having all the gold. And I'm just as confident that the world tag team champions and the U.S. champion and the world champion will reign throughout the matches, right, Kelly? You know, J.J., no matter what the sport is, no matter what the line is, the people always want to see the best Victorious, and that talks with the Road Warriors to Dusty Roads to Sting and all the aforementioned people that want to come out here and do this. My friends, jealousy gets you nowhere. You got to go in the ring and you got to prove it, and that's why this is the symbol of excellence. I'm called first of all to rename the bashes of '88 Civil War. It's man against his brother, sometimes it's son against his father. Opinions change, people's feelings have changed. A lot of things have changed, but the one thing that always been constant, the one constant in the NWA has always been the horseman at the top of the heap. So attitudes can change in 46 main event days. The best against the best. Finally figuring out who the best is. People may feel one way about their partner one day. That may change at the end of 45 days. It may change again. So emotions are running high. Anybody that's not intense is running behind because rest assured, the horsemen will go in the batches with the intensity we've always shared. And this time, we go in as the incumbents. And Bob Cole, you know how hard it is to unseat the incumbents. All right, there they are, the world champions. So let's talk about, you know, the, the interview placement, if you will, did you prefer to do it, uh, in front of a a television audience, like the WTBS deal? Did you like doing it in front of a crowd? And furthermore, if you're going to do it in front of a crowd, did you like the set or, you know, right ringside, right in the middle of the arena? What would have been your preference as far as telling the people what was on your mind? I don't like rolling that right out of the ring and going right ringside. It just because you have the you still have that the audience is right there they're still reacting to whatever you just did it's just it just feels like the uh, adrenaline is better now I wasn't mind you know I wasn't bothered at all nine thirty in the morning TBS going right out on the set first thing open the show whatever was in there seventy five people whatever it may be and just where you can hear individual voices had no problem doing promos there either. It's just promos for me were just, it was fun. It was special. It was one of those things that, that you, you know, when you nailed one, you felt good about it and you know, you sold some tickets because in those days, those promos talk, talking a guy into the building or talking a family into the building was a very real thing really was. People that not necessarily were sold on going to a live event could hear something on a on a promo and go, "Shit, I got, hey, y'all get dressed. We we got to go see this." And that was a very real thing in those days. 
We've got uh, another promo we want to take a listen to. This one's just a minute 20, and uh, this one's on the set, not right in front of everybody. Let's take a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, the forecast for the summer of 88 is hot. The intense heat will be coming during the Great American Bash 1988. The big question, can the four horsemen survive the bash intact physically and with the titles? You know, Jim Ross, the greatest thing in life is to have everybody pro or con talking about you. And that's what they do about the horsemen. You either like us or hate us, but you talk about the horsemen. You talk about this symbol. And that's what it's all about. The great American bash is coming. The bash is the horsemen. The horsemen make the bash. And that's the bottom line. Right on. Let me explain one thing to you. Sons are leaving their fathers. Wives are leaving their husbands. Friends are leaving friends. It's not called the bash. It's called Civil War 88. Man against his brother. All opinions, you put them and flush them down the toilet because they mean nothing. I'm talking 48 days of the best against the best. Tell him I get sick of me. I may get sick of him. Doc may get sick of Sting. Sting may get sick of Dusty. It's all going to come down to a gut check. Who can roll out of that bed every morning in sections and face the finest, whoever it may be. It may be the Road Warriors one day. It may be Sting one day. Maybe Nikita. The bottom line is, we're family, we're the champions, we're the incumbents, and that's the bottom line going in. So there you go. We heard a little bit from Bob Cottle and from Jim Ross. Did you have a favorite stick man back in this era? Oh, no. Those, you know, love Tony. You know, JR was just getting settled in. Bob Cottle was like the, he was your grandfather talking to you. He was that comfortable voice. Um, and I, and I really didn't appreciate them at the time. I'm sure like I should have, uh, because they would set up your angle. You come out to the set. They would, they would take care of all the, the times, the stats, the numbers, the names, all you had to do was talk about the story and, uh, they made your job easy. At the uh, TV tapings in Atlanta, you would defeat Tommy Angel, and then in the evening up in Baltimore, you and Tully would lose to Sting and Nikita by DQ. Also on this show, the Powers of Pain would make their final appearance before showing up in the WWF just over a week later. Was this defection a surprise? I mean, at the time, they're two-thirds of the reigning six-man tag champs with Ivan Koloff, and the rumor in innuendo is they wanted out before this bash tour started. Uh, as they were going to be up against the road warriors every night in scaffold matches, which meant, well, the road warriors weren't falling off of that. What do you remember about warlord and barbarian saying, ah, I think we'll try New York for a bit. Well, if they, I don't remember that being booked that way <clears throat> for scaffold matches, but I can assure you they weren't going to do a single one of those. <laughs> <laughs> that was a deciding factor right away. It was a backdoor conversation. Uh, they weren't going to risk that. Who would? I wouldn't have. I couldn't have. I would have blown a knee out, but damn sure. It's interesting to think exactly a year later, June of 89, so many of the talent here would have moved to the WWF. Both yourself and Tully Blanchard, Barry Windham, JJ Dillon, Dusty Rhodes, even Tony Schiavone. Uh, It's a whole heck of a lot of Jim Crockett promotions talent that's going to be there just one year later. But Warlord and Barbarian here, was this almost like, uh, for you and Tully, let's see how it works out for them. Well, yeah. The, I mean, they were the first to go, right? Yeah. Barb and warlord. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. We certainly saw an 87 where ravishing Rick rude went, but 
I just know that you guys are just a handful of months away from making that same decision yourself. And I just wondered, you know, what does that look like from your perspective? Hey, here's another tag team. Some guys that, that we know, like, and trust pretty well, as well as your buddy, Barry Darso up there saying, Hey man, you got to come check this out. It feels like it would have at least been something you and Tully would have thought, uh, let's see what happens with these boys. Oh, we're sure. Curiosity, you know, would have been very, very high, but we also knew vets love big guys and he would have a special place for those guys. Um, we, what we brought to the table, we were very confident in, you know, we couldn't wait to get our hands on the rockers. You know, we had that conversation before we ever even decided that we were going to go up there. Boy, what I'd like to work with those guys. Um, so, you know, we were very, very keen on what went on with those guys. And, you know, I keep like 48 days, I think we're talking about. What was it? 46 straight days. Crazy. Yeah. We sat down, looked at it on paper, and we saw what it was going to be. And we've been through, I hope that our audience understands when we go through these travel schedules and what town you're in that that morning, where you end up that night, and then that where you're at the next morning, and all that, all that was involved in the travel was so difficult. And to be facing 46 straight days all over the country, I mean, you knew you were going to probably bleed to death or damn near it. Uh, risking injury, possibly, uh, but you damn sure knew you were going to get traveled to death. And there was a little bit of dread. The only thing that saved us, and I go back to that same hold, uh, you know, is without those private planes, it would have been impossible. Well, let's talk about what was possible. We said at the end of last week's show, we'd take a look at the main event TV taping that happened May 31st in Sumter, South Carolina. It actually aired here on June 12th and on that June 12th edition of the main event it's you versus Luger. Let's, let's take a look at the uh, closing moments of that match right now. We've got about a minute worth of audio. We want to play. Luger pushes you into Teddy. Teddy goes down. You get the small package. There's no referee. Luger reverses it. In comes JJ. who picks up Lex by the hair. Misses the right hand. Full Nelson for JJ. Here comes Barry. Puts the claw on Luger. Teddy calls for the bell. Here comes the beatdown. So there you go. Pretty hot finish to a TV show, especially for 1988. Um, and then seemingly you get a few days off here. Uh, maybe that's because they know they're going to just run your ass ragged with this great American bash tour. Uh, you're back, uh, on June 18th, the TV tappings in Atlanta. It's going to be you and Tully taking on Tommy and Tom, a couple of, uh, enhancement talent here. And, uh, then you guys cut a promo. Let's take a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, the World Tag Team Champions, Iron Edison, Kelly Blanchard, with their manager, J.J. Dillon. David Crockett, when you go into a civil war, you don't go into a civil war looking over your shoulder. You don't go into it demented, 
screaming, hollering off the wall like Kevin Sullivan, you go in with a clear, cool, calm, collected head. Because any athlete, I don't care what sport you name, never competes 46 straight days at top-level competition. And the only way to come out of it with your health, with your life, and going in with the gold, the only way to come out with the gold is to use that same level-headed philosophy that we live 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. It starts in the morning, you hit the gym, you get it out of the way. Then it goes strategy in the afternoon, and when you get to work, you put your heads together, you come up with that winning formula, that's how you become a world champion. The great American backs to us is just another day full of four horsemen to shine. So whether it's Tampa, Dallas, Charlotte Coliseum, Baltimore, any major city across this country, we're going to be doing no different, no dominion rambling. And if you want to know the guy I referred to looking over his shoulder, no man ever want to wrestle a match, Luger, looking over his shoulder, you can't attack a front attacks only things gonna beat rick flair and you looking for shadows coming out of dark alleys it's gonna be a downfall tell him <laughs> you know double a said so well but you get it right down to that point you focal right down on the one point you talk about baltimore july the 10th you and i have to defend our part of the horseman gold against Nikita Koloff and Sting. You know, Sting likes to come out here beat on his chest. They all like to flex. And they all like to talk about how everybody else is going to help them. We don't need no help. We're the best team in professional wrestling throughout history. That's why we have these and why we can talk about it. So on the 10th, when you guys walk down that aisle, don't worry about Luger. Don't worry about Dr. Death. Don't worry about the Road Warriors. You two gentlemen, worry about yourselves. Prove to the wrestling world that you are something to be reckoned with. Because on July the 10th, Double A and myself, along with JJ, are going to carry the gold down the aisle and walk back out with it. Man, I, I listened to that promo and I watched Tully Blanchard do his thing, and I just skipped beside myself that he was gone from wrestling for so long. How good was he? Very. It's unbelievable. Very professional in the fact that he could produce a just somebody that everybody universally hated his guts, uh, and he brought that to the table every night. He was a he was a tremendous heel. I, I know when you have a partner like that. I mean, you talk about knowing that that guy's got your back in the ring. I mean, you guys were peanut butter and jelly. You had to be sleeping pretty good in those days, knowing that Tully was your tag team partner, right? Yeah, we just, we got to a point, like I said earlier, just a look, you know, if a guy snatched me in the headlock, for an example, if I could get my head to where Tully could see my face and I would just look at him, if I shot a guy off and dropped down, Tully knew I wanted something to happen to that guy as he hit the ropes by where Tully was, whether it was a knee in the back, step down, catch him in the back of the head with an elbow drop off the apron, trip him, something. He knew I wanted something, and we didn't have to say a word. It just became like, it was almost like uh, telepathic. Well, as I said, I know you were sleeping good back then because you had a partner like Tully, and you're sleeping good these days because of chilly sleep, baby. Science tells us the best way to achieve and maintain consistent deep sleep is by lowering that core body temperature. And Arn and I have this in common. When we like to sleep, we want to crank that AC down. You can hang meat in our house until we found out about chili sleep. But here's what we always knew. 
man, we just feel better. We feel sharper and more alert the next day. Temperature controlled sleep is going to help repair your muscles after a hard day's work. It's going to improve your cognitive function, but Arn and I, man, we don't need our closets to be cold. We didn't need our dining rooms to be cold. We needed our beds to be cool. Well, chilly sleep to the rescue, man. They make customizable climate controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well-being. Chili sleep makes the Uller. That's what Arn and I have and the cube sleep system. Either way, we're talking hydro powered temperature controlled mattress toppers. Let me explain. It fits over your existing mattress and it provides you your ideal sleep temperature. And don't get thrown off when I say hydro powered. It ain't a freaking water bed. But what it does is it heats up that water if you want your bed a little warmer or it cools it off if you want it a little cooler. And then all the tubing through your bed, buddy, it's going to cool you right off. Uh, I have mine set up automatically. It's paired with my phone. It starts to cool off every night when I know I'm going to be going to bed. Mine starts working around 930 at night. By the time I climb in, my bed is so cold, I fall right asleep. And more importantly, I stay asleep. That's what we're after here. We want to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and give you the confidence to power through your day. And buddy, Chili Sleep has done it for me. Imagine waking up and not feeling tired. Chili Sleep can make that happen for you. So head over to chilisleep.com forward slash ARN to learn more and save 30% off the purchase of any new cube or Uller sleep system. Now this offer is available exclusively for ARN listeners and only for a limited time. Go to chili, C-H-I-L-I sleep.com slash ARN to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed every day. And ARN, especially back then, when you're a road warrior and you're on the road all the time, is there anything more important than a good night's sleep? No, absolutely not. My bedroom, here's where it goes. Ice cold and black dark. Yes, sir. And I'll have to give you a little peek behind the bedroom door here. This is privileged information, folks. Here's our every night conversation. Okay. I go, I love you, honey. I make a point to tell her I love her every night before we go to bed. And her response is, it's freezing in here. Got to get a chilly sleep. You can get the missus on her own side, get her warmed up. Aren't and I are cool though, because we both got the single side. You know, now my wife made me get the double. Your wife may too. Check it out. Chillysleep.com forward slash Arn. See what's causing all this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Uh, and let's talk about the evening of June 18th. Uh, you're in Philadelphia at the civic center. It's you and Tully losing the sting and Nikita by DQ. You got 5,900 fans there. Flair and Wyndham go to a no contest with dusty and Luger. And it's noted that all the horsemen did an autograph signing before the show. 
Uh, and this is an interesting time because there's still a little bit of, uh, well, people still believe, right? And so here you are as the bad guys doing an autograph signing and trying to make sure people come see the show, but at the same time, stay in character. That's gotta be a tall ask in the eighties here. Is it not? Well, Philly, they loved us anyway. There was no, fix, there was no fixing it. Yeah. We were the baby faces unless it was, you know, the road warriors. If you're fighting the road warriors, forget it. Philly's a tough town, but there's some tough characters running around there and they're a great sports city, but Hey, once we turned them and we got them in bed with the horsemen, they stayed there. So I think that was probably the only autograph session I recall ever doing. Let me mention too, it worked. Now I'm sure you're wondering why in the world would the horseman do an autograph signing, especially if Arn saying it was the only one. Here's why that same night, the WWF ran the spectrum. Now I want to remind you the NWA here in Jim Crockett promotions drew 5,900 fans. The WWF drew 4,188 fans. Their top two matches were Andre, the giant and Jim Duggan. And of course, Brutus beefcake and hockey talk, man, but they still had all their cards being advertised monthly on the prism cable channel. So it feels as if based on location and the foothold they have with TV, man, this should be their town, but you advertise a little horseman meet and greet and sorry, Andre, take a back seat. It's pretty cool to think about you guys beating the WWF head to head like this in 88, right? Yeah. Big time, you know, but Hey, we won them over. We brought them blood and guts. They were bringing characters, cartoon characters and snakes and, you know, birds on people's shoulders and lunch boxes and ice creams. And, you know, they were pretty diverse in their approach, which as we know, was very smart. We brought them something else, blood and guts. And it worked. I worked in Johnson city, Tennessee too. You guys did a matinee TV taping there on June 19th. And in one of the dark matches, you and Tully would lose to the road warriors by DQ in Montgomery. The next night it's uh you Tully and flair losing the sting, Brad Armstrong and Dr. Death. And remember Alabama is Armstrong company uh, or country. So that really worked. Uh, June 22nd, we're back doing Atlanta TV. It's going to be you and Tully beating a couple of fellows named Joe and Tony. The next two nights in Nashville and Charlottesville, Virginia, it's you and Tully taking on sting and Nikita and then sting and Dr. Death. Uh, who do you think was the better partner for sting? At least for you and Tully back then, Nikita or Dr. Death. Oh, God, that's a, that's a, that's a good question. That's pretty deep there. Conrad. Well done. Well, either way, Sting sold and gave the other guy the tag, I would imagine. Yeah. Whether it be the way I would structure it today, I don't know if that was the way it was structured. Um, they were kind of like the same. Uh, Nikita was a big, rugged guy. You know, he didn't he didn't do a lot. He certainly was not a drop kicker or anything like that. Same thing with Dr. Death. He was a powerhouse. I would say that either one of them, but if I got to give the nod to one, maybe Nikita would have made a little more exciting comeback. He had more tools than Doc did. Does that make sense? Totally. Makes total sense. All right. Let's talk about uh, the next episode of Main Event TV. It's you quickly defeating Tommy Angel. You're going to cut a promo afterwards. Uh, you know what? Let's just play it because this is good stuff. 
Let's take a listen here. It's about a minute and a half. Spring in the leader of the Four Horsemen, Mr. James J. Dillon. Arn Anderson, a great win for this man. The Great American Bash underway, and I know it's at a fever pitch. Well, we're seeing some great things this summer, great matches. When you talk about the scaffold coming out for the Skywalkers match, you're talking about war games, talk about every type of uh, match that you can think of. And, you know, the Skywalkers, I never, ever thought I'd see four men of that size. I'm talking about the awesome road warriors, 600 pounds between them, and the powers of pain, well over 600 pounds, 20 feet up in the air on a scaffold, the only way it can end is for both teams to be eliminated and to drop that distance and Mr. Cornette that's sitting here today can really tell you what an impact it is to fall that distance and a man that size it, it's going to be a long hot summer when you say double A JJ any intelligent athlete will tell you the key to winning the big one is momentum three weeks ago on this same show I got a clear decisive win over Lex Luger that's momentum Two weeks ago, Tully Blanchard, Barry Windham, clear decisive victory over Ronnie Garvin, Marty Wilbur. That's momentum. And the bashes, you got to get up every morning at the very best you can be and win against the main eventer. There are no pushovers. There are no warm-ups to the Great American Bash. And the bottom line is, going in being the champions, going in being the incumbents, is what we like to call momentum. We are the best. We are the horsemen. We will prevail. Who's going to take care of your family if something happens to you? What would they do without your income? If you don't have a plan, you need to go to goliathlife.com. Get a quick quote for more than 20 carriers. You don't even have to leave the house. If you need a medical exam, they'll send somebody to your house or office. You're in total control. You pick the rates, you pick the payments, you pick the terms. You're in total control, but it gives you and your family peace of mind. What if something happens to your income? Hurry to goliathlife.com. Get the house you want with the payment you want at buywithconrad.com. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this at buywithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. The first step to buying a house is buywithconrad.com. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. So you heard it right there. The big tease for those scaffold matches that you said, well, they weren't ever doing that. Um, uh, <laughs> of course this was taped ahead of time. So we didn't know at that point they were out of here. Uh, but by the time you guys recorded TV in Johnson city, Tennessee, which was that matinee taping we talked about on the 19th, uh, David Crockett would do a, a ringside interview with Paul Jones and his men, of course, talking about Ivan Koloff and the Russian assassin. And Mr. Jones would imply that the warlord and barbarian are lacking guts. And that's the reason he had to go to Russia to find the Russian assassin, because he still wants to destroy the road warriors in these scaffold matches. And the first one was advertised as being June 27th, 1988, 4,700 fans there, a few hundred short of a sellout. It wound up being the road warriors taking on Ivan Koloff and the Russian assassin Warlord and barbarian were see a sayonara. They're out of here. Uh, but let's talk about the 26th was the start of the great American bash tour. The first night, as you heard JJ say a little earlier, it's in Orlando. There's 6,000 strong there. It's the first war games with the entire horsemen together, including JJ. 
Uh, and you guys are going to lose to Dusty Luger, the Road Warriors, and Paul Ellering when JJ submits to the figure four from Dusty. Uh, are you excited that War Games and this tour is here again, Arn? What do you remember about this? Yeah, it, it worked. I knew when the first one was finished, we had something special. And I wanted all of our, you know, all of our big towns and certainly as many towns as possible to to see it because it was a special event. It's something that was better to be seen live, I think, than on television. I think even though it played well on TV, I think it was much better if you were there live. And uh, we knew we had something special as far as a concept, as long as we didn't, you know, if we had enough blood in our body to sustain the summer, we were all gun ho to have as many war games as possible. I should mention the next day, uh, as we just talked about June 27th, there's a TV taping in Greenville, South Carolina is you Tully flair and Wyndham losing the sting Luger and Nikita in a dark match, but there's 4,700 fans here. It's a sellout crowd or near sellout, as we said. Uh, but before the wrestling starts, fans are treated to a David Allen co concert first. And this is one of those things where in hindsight, I think a lot of people scratch their head. You were there, you lived it. Did this make sense? Having a mini concert attached to a wrestling show. Did you need it? Was David a big wrestling fan or was this a vanity booking? If you will, I think he was good friends with dusty and, uh, that's probably where it started. And, you know, a lot of wrestling fans are country music fans. I would think. Sure. Safe estimate to say that I would agree. Uh, male audience predominantly, you know, so, and I, I bet you, you know, with the friendship that they had, it probably didn't cost all the profit we would have made that night to pay David. You know, I don't know what he made. You know, he might have comped it. I doubt it. He probably got a payday, but that's what he does for a living. But uh, I didn't see anything wrong with it. Let's uh, let's mention that we're uh, we're home stretching it, man. We're not far from talking about the end of your run with the NWA and Jim Crockett Promotions. But up next week. We're talking about uh, continuing this Great American Bash tour, including the very first Great American Bash pay-per-view. It happens on July 10th, and then you and Tully start feuding with the Midnight Express. That's all coming up next week here on the program. And, Aaron, I don't know what I expected from today's show, but this was a home run, man. I had a lot of fun today, and thank you for joining us today. You've missed me. That's what it was. It was a great time, man. I got to tell you. You didn't realize it, but you have missed me. I have missed you. You know, you're like Moss. You grow on people. Uh, this was hold it. (laughs) We got to do better than that. Moss growing on somebody's ass is not, is not what I had. Now that's probably not the best compliment you gave me. Tell you what, think about it. Let me have it next week. We'll do it next week. When we talk about all things, July, 1988, right here on Arn. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.